Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Spill it thy mead. Good sir. <laughs> Good sir, please spill the mead. Yes. The part, the tea is hot. And the mead is so icy cold. Uh, the Grenfell mead. It is the Grenfell mead. And what are you drinking, Maddie? I am drinking the Cassis Orange Sour Mead. Um, it's the Be Proud Havoc Mead. So, so cute. It got little bees all over it. Yeah, bees and rainbows, you know. And yeah, bees and rainbows, two of my favorite things. And it is delish. And I'm not a huge sour person, mostly because I'm not like a beer mm-hmm. person. I'm like, liquor, please. Yeah. But this, and my husband likes a sour, so I always take a sip, you know, but this mm-hmm. one's like really good because yeah. it's mead. Yeah. <laughs> like you really get because like that mead. floral, like honey thing exactly. and everything. And it's great to be able to drink it out of a can. Oh, it really is just like so convenient. It's so convenient. I love it so much. And they're like tall cans too. They're not like little beer cans. No, they're not like trying to, trying to fuck you on this. Yeah. Like, it's you get a, it's like a, a real amount. Yeah. They come in pints. They come in pints? They come in pints. The answer is... Yes, yes they it's do. a pint. They come in pints. Yeah, I'm do- we've mentioned SEMA before, but I'm doing SEMA today. You're sipping SEMA. I'm sipping SEMA, and if you heard a little, that was because I have it in my little beer koozie. That is a spill the mead beer it koozie. It looks beautiful in there. Yeah, so, oh my gosh, a Grenfell mead inside a spill the mead koozie. So cute. But yeah, the SEMA one is, um, it's mead with raisins and lemons, which is like so, I've said it before, like, I like raisins. I would never think I would want it in my drink. You want it in your Ugh, drink. Whoever it's so good. Thought to do that a, originally. A raisin like, flavored. Oh, so good. Delish. Yeah, so good. And if you want to join us and have your own mead too, then you can find the link in our bio and we have a 10% off code for people buying the mead for the first time. Or if you want to do it the hard way, then you can type in grenfell.com. That's G-R-O-E-N-N-F-E-L-L.com. And at checkout, just type in Spill the Mead 10. Woo-woo. Yeah, 10% off. Um, so yeah, drink some mead and listen to Maddie tell us about a person that I don't no or a thing don't. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know what this is about. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, and a lot of people don't. This is one of those like, how do we not know about this person? Oh, ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, those. yeah. Um. So yeah, the, welcome to Spill the Mead, a history gossip podcast, where you know we gossip about history. That's, those are the things and that we drink, do and drink sometimes. Yeah, we do yeah. usually. Yeah, often. Um. But yeah, so today is like a real hot gossipy one about an influencer. And oh, like, is that history? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, he's possibly, he is possibly, uh-huh. definitely, <clears throat> the first influencer ever. Oh my god! And could maybe be like the coolest guy in the whole world. I want to be influenced. I know. Influence me. Yeah. Um, And this one's real old. It takes place 1,200 years ago. What? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, so ooh. remember um if you're new here hi welcome we love you hi um if you're old here <laughs> then <laughs> maybe you've heard the ferdinand and isabella episode and if you heard that episode then you already know this uh so you get a little refresher if not there was this really cool period in spanish history where the Muslims from Arabia and North Africa ruled this part of Spain um, in the 700s. And 
everyone kind of worked together like the muslims the christians the jewish people like everyone like really took things from different cultures and it was this really beautiful part in history yeah um and then as we know now uh, that last trace of arab rule in the iberian peninsula would be wiped out by king ferdinand and queen isabella bittersweet <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah it's rough history yeah. Yeah. but this guy was like part of that glory age Ooh, like yay. we're gonna hear about that glory age and he just like really flourished in it um he was known as a polymath polymath it's literally spelt polymath okay. i don't know <laughs> um and what that is it's it's someone who's like knowledge spans over a substantial it's someone whose knowledge spans over a substantial number of subjects. You know, like okay. they're kind of like a jack of all trades. Yeah. You okay. know, um, his areas of expertise were in astronomy, in geography, meteorology, botanics, cosmetics, culinary art, and fashion. A jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. So during this episode, I'm going to tell you about. A man named Zeryab. That's a cool last name. It's a cool last name. It sounds a lot cooler when they say it because the R rule, you know, the <gasps> Zeryab oh, thing. Oh, yeah. God, I wish I could do that. I know. I, I don't feel confident enough to do that the whole episode. Absolutely so you're going to get a nice American Zeryab. Zeryab. Um, out of me. And he's our man's today. Um, he's the first influencer that we've somehow never heard of. Oh until now until spill the meat oh, and when you hear the things that this guy invented it's gonna blow your fucking mind that we Ooh. don't know who he is it's such an array of things like oh it's really cool okay so let's get into it he was born in the year of our lord 789 a.d oh damn way back there and ziriab was actually a nickname his birth name was ali ibn nafi I know. Um, And we're not sure exactly where he was born or who his parents were, but he first hits the record books in Baghdad. So he's kind of like the Queen of Sheba, and a lot of people want to claim him and argue over where he's from. And there's three main areas that do this, you know? So a lot of uh, people think that he's from that Baghdad area, like the Persian type area at this time. Um, a lot of people think he could be Kurdish, which I had to look up where where that was because I was not sure. It's an Iranian ethnic group native to this mountain of mountainous region in Kurdistan in Western okay. Asia. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's where that is, um, and it kind of spans out over Turkey, northwest Iran, northern Iraq, Syria, that area. Right. Mm-hmm. And the third possibility is African. So we've got like three countries damn. that are all like, no, 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 he's ours, he's ours. Like I he, love when that happens. When oh, no, someone's like so damn cool that everyone's like, no, he's ours. He's from he's from mm-hmm. where we are. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but what we do know for sure is he was a former slave. Yeah. Like uh, again, this story is just so cool. He's such yeah. a cool guy. I could not find anything about how long he was a slave, how he got released, any of that. Oh, damn. Um. So we can only speculate. Which again, we've said this before in our mm-hmm. episodes, but I'm sure that there is people out there who have just dedicated their lives to studying Zeriab. Yeah. And like they probably have like good guesses and stuff. I just wasn't able to dig that deep. Right, yeah. Um Fair but I mean if you've heard and you know where, you know, 
I'd be so impressed. How he got released and, like, that whole thing. Yeah, like one of our listeners has, like, that niche knowledge in their brain, I'd be so impressed. (laughs) Emily's (laughs) microphone (laughs) just got yoinked. (laughs) The USB fucking left the universe for a second. Just, like, shot out the side of the computer. So that's what that fun clink was. Yeah, we're not cutting it out. We're going to leave it in there. Well, the cord was drooping down. And usually I don't do that. And I had my knees tucked up. I was so cozy. And then I put my foot down and it just yoinked. It like flew Ugh. out of my computer. I mean. But it's fine. That, We're was, good. that was fun. Uh-huh. Um, and now you get the sound effect of that being yoinked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying, if someone has that niche, niche information in their brain, I would be so impressed. So impressed. Mm-hmm. And like, and you got to tell us. Yeah. Like you have to, to share that information. Yeah. But Zuria but was like just super likable. Just like a likable fucking guy. Nice. Like just the charisma, like just a good person and like sociable comes off great. Um, it, it, just a, a people, people like yeah. people were drawn to him and he was just a great guy. And he was an amazing musician. Ooh. Like fucking so good though. He could compose music and was excellent in like certain instruments at the time. And I should mention that at this time in the world, Islamic music is like the music. Like Islamic music is taking off, like they are killing it right now. Okay. Um, Which I love. I I love that. I want to like listen to some now to like, like feel it, you know, be like, hi. I've got, I've got, I've got some stuff up my sleeve. Ooh, okay, okay. Because I was like, God, I want to know though. Like off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what that sounds like. So I was like, dang. To know, I used to like just a quick little side note. I used to work with an Islamic and Arabic population, Mm -hmm. and um, Emily knows that. I'm like telling you like you didn't know that, but for all for all y'all, you know, um, and. To this day, they just love music. It is cranked oh. all the time. They are dancing. Fuck they yeah. love it. It's just like stayed in their culture. Oh, and fuck yeah. I love. Um, and Ziryab was just so good at it in a place where everyone was kind of good at it. You know, the Ooh, music. Place. Okay, so like extra impressive. Extra impressive. And because he was so good, he was able to be taught by the two best musicians at the time. Ooh. They like came across him. They're like, hey, you're fucking good at stuff. That's some raw talent. Yes, yeah, let us teach mm-hmm. you to be better. And because they were the two best musicians at the time, they were the musicians for the court, like the royal court. Ooh. So they played for the caliph, was the ruler at the time. Oh my god. This is all like really sexy. It, um, That's exactly what it is. It is. Yeah. I was just going to say cool, but sexy is the better word sexier. for it. Yeah. It gets the sexier. caliph. The caliph. He's oh, gonna like put some music for the cleave. Yeah. What are we cleave? Yeah, you tell me. I'll be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> yeah. Except for Zeriab, because no one will ever be him. Because he's Zeriab the coolest Zeriab. fucking guy. Not. Yeah. On mm-hmm. planet Earth. I wanna also I wanna stand next to the cleave mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. really appreciate Zeriab. Yeah. Oh yeah. From the pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the dream. Yeah. And this here comes our first rumor. So, the nickname Zeriab comes from this moment in time, right here. What Zeriab actually means, the direct translation, is either Blackbird or Jaybird. 
So that's like a nod towards his amazing singing voice and musical ability. And a lot of historians think that could be like a hint at like possibly where he's from as well. Um, But these connections that he formed ended up being his downfall because he was doing so well. His teachers were loving him. He has this sweet nickname now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, you're doing so great. We want to show you off to the caliph. Like, come play for him. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, man, if you think I'm ready. And he goes in there and he plays. And the caliph is just, like, <sighs> blown away. Oh, like, okay. Like, he's so good. How is this going to lead to a downfall? <clears throat> he's really looking up. He's so good. He plays the songs really well. He, like, has this charisma while he's playing it and, like, this passion, you know, like, while he's playing it. Like, people just fucking like him. Oh. And the Caliph loves him. Yeah. Because he's just a charming guy. The whole court loved him, which should have been a good thing. Mm-hmm. But... His teachers oh, were no. kind of standing there like, oh, people really like him. Like, we knew we'd like him, but, like, yeah. we wanted people to like him on, like, a level of, like, oh, he's really good. He must have really good teachers. Right. Like, wow, that's your student? You yeah. made him this way. But people, it was more than that. It yeah. was just the way that he was. So the kind of standing there, the teacher's like, oh, fuck. Like, should I not have done this? Am I going to lose, like, my job? You can't, like, you can't like him more than me. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I get the, the concern of losing your job, but yeah. I, until then, I was just like, I'm just jealous. Like, yeah. Me. But right. uh, losing your job, okay. I mean, like, I just, like, I feel like there's two court musicians now anyway. I feel like there's room for everyone. I feel like there is room for everyone. I feel like if you did, like, lose your job, I feel like you could find another one because you've got super great credentials. But And I feel like... Zeriab is the coolest fucking guy ever. I would never screw you like that. No. You know, oh, like, yeah. He would, like, help if you he's out. he's just, like, a chill-ass dude. He's a chill-ass dude. Yeah. A chill-ass musical dude. Mm-hmm. And so his teacher, after this whole thing, pulls him aside and hits him in the face with an ultimatum. Oh. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was I'm not, like, like meaning to, like, build that up that way either. Um, you no, were? No. <laughs> no. I was, like, whoa that escalated so quickly i didn't expect him to just oh god yeah no. bitch slap him no well he did with his words in the form of Sometimes an ultimatum worse. yeah he says hey asshole you can leave baghdad and never come back or you can stay here and face my wrath whatever the fuck that means and ziriab's like okay well i'm gonna go this seems like a good time to go <laughs> yeah. and so he goes he leaves oh, all yeah. right um and this is what history remembers it now is like a banishment. Like his teacher banished him out of Baghdad because he was too good. He was too good. Can't be that good. Yeah, no. You can be a great student, but once you're better than me, GTFO or face my wrath. Yeah, I mean, if you learn anything from this episode, it's like, don't be too good at things. Yeah, don't be too good at things. Watch it. Tone it down a little, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Be a little mediocre sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, maybe, like, be considerate of other people that aren't as good as you. Yeah. And don't make them look stupid. Yeah, so you need to be a little more mediocre at all times. So, I'm doing it effortlessly, so I feel like you (laughs) could do it with a little bit of effort. There is another version of how he left. I'm going to tell you really quickly. So... In this one other version of how he was banished, question mark, in this one, he became a court musician fair and square. The caliph passed on, his son took over, and he's like, hey, 
next generation. Like, I want you to be my musician, you know? Pharisees and squaresies. Um, But alas, um, the late caliph, God rest him, he didn't just have one son. He had two. (gasps) No. I know. Not the two-son trope. Not the two-son trope. Two-son trope. Listen to our folktales episodes, um, and you will know. There's always two sons. There's always two sons. And it's always a fucking problem. Shockingly, a civil war breaks out, and the older brother, Zeriab's caliph, the one he works for, loses. Oh. Yeah. And the younger brother is, like, real spiteful. And he is on this mission. Beating his brother wasn't enough. He needs to wipe out anything that he ever loved. Music was one of those things. Um, Yep. And so he snuffed out music everywhere he could. Because, again, Islamic music is the music at the time. So that's, like, a tall order. And I feel like he's just hurting himself. Does he himself not like music? Right? Like, this isn't helping. Like, you're, you're not making the point you think you're making mm-hmm. you know like you're yeah. just like making people wish your brother was still here oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You're, you're hurting your own cause yeah now dude. people are like oh wow we really fucking hate you like yeah. this really turned out bad for everybody and like Zuria probably didn't hate him because again just the coolest fucking guy mm-hmm. but now he doesn't have a job because there's no music and so he had to leave to go find somewhere with opportunity for musicians which is giving me miguel from Coco, and I fucking love Coco. Oh my god, so much. yes, Miguel. I fucking oh, oh my god, that cute little sweetie pie. That cute little sweetie pie. That kid's voice like just kills me. Even I used like, to run like this. But now I run like this never, much faster. And also baby. just like friendship, like a child's friendship with their great grandmother. Yeah. My daughter used to call my grandma her best friend. She'd say, "Gigi, best friend." Yeah, all the time when she was like two and three. That's correct. So cute. No, that's Miguel and Coco. So cute. Oh, I love them. He's so stinking cute. And Coco's so cute. I know. Zuriab is giving Miguel. Oh, love it. He is Miguel. Yeah, absolutely Um, Miguel. But either way, no matter how he left Baghdad, he did, and he wandered around the Islamic world for about a decade. Like he was just kind of bopping around place to place. Uh, We know for a fact he stopped in Syria and possibly into Northern Africa as well. But everywhere he went, he would play for the leaders of that area. And then whoever would offer to put him up for a while, which most of the leaders did, he would just kind of stay and chill. And he would pick up customs from all of these places. Uh, He was cultured. Yep. He would hear all of their music and in his like musical brain you know he would like adapt these cultures into what he was doing and like he just appreciated music everywhere so we would take his favorite parts of everything and like put it in and like play a song you know um he performed everywhere he went and people just fucking loved this guy but he he had a had an end game because he was bopping around but he eventually makes his way to a place called All Andalus. And that is in modern day Andalusian region of Spain. We've talked about Andalusian, right? Yes. Because we mentioned how it sounds like Andalasia. Yeah, it's like a very pretty name. It's very beautiful. It's the very southern uh, tip of Spain. That's what, okay. Mm -hmm. On the Iberian, oh, sorry, on the Iberian Peninsula. Okay, so right in that area, down like where... I believe where, like, Granada is going to be, where Isabella and Fernand are going to come fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. 
um love them but yeah you know <laughs> but <laughs> god like why'd you have to like this was something really cool and yeah we could have just still been living in in this world and could you imagine <sighs> no no i can't either oh like just everywhere just like taking things from other cultures and like blending it into something unique and beautiful and, and everyone just, just gets along everyone just like sees the differences in each other's like and lifestyles and choices it but it's like of I making it like a problem yeah and like killing each other for it like there's some <sighs> alternate timeline out there that i just desperately want to be i was going of. to say I, be- I belong in that one i belong in that one for oh sure God, yeah i just like all like all things aside like, we, we could all agree that that sounds pretty fucking sweet, I feel. Like... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care, like, what part, whatever. Like, that just... Come on. That sounds, that so, sounds cool, so fucking fantastic. Ugh, yeah. And he gets there. And so he arrives in that region in the biggest city or of Cordoba. Okay. And this city, it, remember, like, in the late 700s, mm-hmm. boasted running water paved streets had free public libraries free schools like this place was just a thriving yeah and he's like nope this is it for me i'm home society yep like Mm -hmm. where's your ruler let me meet him i hope he likes music because then i can play for him and maybe he'll like me yeah and he was in luck because this ruler fucking loved music oh good he like valued musicians above anyone else i mean honestly red flag if he didn't like right no yeah it was not the religious officials yeah it was not like any a one high up and like bloodlines or nobilities or like military here no it was musicians oh that was why like yeah my heart and in comes zirib like you belong the best here, of my the dude. musicians yeah. Uh, yeah so he obviously openly welcomes Zirib with open arms offers him shelter and like the world essentially because guess what he fucking loved him yeah so did the whole court everyone everyone loves him and he's just out here fucking vibing he's a literal celebrity like without trying just like going around like playing music and being open-minded and just fucking yeah. chilling Ugh. and he, his popularity was growing. People were getting to know him, and both because of like his talent, the way that he was, and he introduced everyone to his oud. Who? Yeah, his oud. Um, that's not a oufem. It's not. It's not a oufemism. It's the oudemism. It's not a oudemism. Um, an oud is an instrument. So this was a oh yeah, okay, yeah, but you can't like say it mm. like without like he introduced you to his oud yeah. like no one had seen an oud he can before. play me like an upright oud yeah <laughs> you know what so, I'm saying I know exactly which <laughs> um so what this stringed instrument is is a fretless instrument that has a short neck pear shaped and it's going to end up being the grandfather of the lute. <gasps> cool yeah the ood the ood the fucking ood it's the cutest little name it's a, i know mm-hmm. um and that is a very much middle eastern instrument so it was used in middle eastern music for like the melody portion like yeah. that was the main goal and it stayed in the middle east until Zeriab like took it out like Whoa. this thing never made it out no one had seen it before Zeriab. like oh, he is like credited with like starting like the lute like the evolution of like the spanish guitar uh-huh. the guitar like if you look into oh it people gosh. are like zeria was like the 
the father of the this. father who yeah. yeah and i'll tell you why here in a little bit but a really fun and beautiful thing i learned along the way about this oud was in baghdad oh my heart and soul i love this so much so there's four strings on this instrument and each string represented an element so when you would play the music, it would be like this dance of like the elements oh, together. My and when God. you would like hear the certain strings, you would know which element it was and stuff. So like listening to this is like a fucking experience in your mind. I you know? love that. I love that so much. So motherfucking much. The four strings could also be connected to the humors in your body. Ooh. So because of this, if your humors were thrown off, music would be prescribed like as medicine and like therapy like you would go in and like listen and like close your eyes and really feel it and like listen to like the chords of the humors and like Mm -hmm. get yourself all back balanced Uh, listen yeah of the medical treatments that we know to have happened in history this isn't the worst of them no no is it going to cure your syphilis no but there's like probably quite a few things that it could help out with. Yeah. Like that it could at least like ease your pain or make right. you. And placebo is a powerful placebo fucking effect, thing. Placebo effect, man. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a powerful fucking thing. And you know, I think a lot of things back then and now, you know, like a lot of things, especially mental things, can be worked through if you just like take a fucking second. Listen you to know? some great yeah just like turn it all off close your eyes and like just listen listen to this music my pisces soul i think that music should be prescribed way more often yeah yeah do do you need a prescription for music come Mm -hmm. to us let us know we'll write you one yeah i'm just saying like i definitely need medication for my depression but if i were prescribed music yeah I think you, it would also help. Yeah, you need Prozac and you need Doja Cat. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you both go. are going to help. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were better than when you came in here. The and combination that's what we're trying of the to two, do. those are the two meds exactly. that I need. So he took this already really cool instrument, the oud, and he took it up a notch by modifying it. And he added a fifth string. And adding a fifth string to an oud is not the only thing he added to this world because he also started a music school which of course he did why would he not and it's called juilliard (laughs) (laughs) it's called juilliard and it began in the iberian peninsula in the 700s still stands today (laughs) in new york city (laughs) yeah (laughs) um there were three musical schools going on at this time like in the whole world like during his lifetime see you know what even that's three is impressive three is impressive and one of them was his so one of them was his in cordoba Mm -hmm. one was in baghdad okay and one was in medina which was a city in arabia okay cool and so these are the only three wow um a lot of people say that he could have started the first one they don't know which one came first so a lot of people are like no he started it first and then everyone copied him which you know is what we're going with oh yeah when Uh, we get to choose the truth we're choosing this one yeah Mm -hmm. we're gonna stand with our mans yep yeah Mm -hmm. is that that's your man we're gonna stand beside him yeah i'm gonna stand sticking (laughs) beside him that's what you're gonna settle for we're not settling for anything with him though Mm -mm. he's the best he's the fucking best Uh uh-huh um, and people, like, kind of copied him a lot. We'll see that later. And so this would just be another thing that they copied, you know? Yeah. I bet that Influencer. his teachers 
got this is nowhere listed this is all maddie yeah so just so you know um i bet his teachers got wind of his school and got all fucking salty and we're like when are we going to start our own school and oh yeah you know like yeah no it was it was all him absolutely and you know what he's an influencer that's what influencers do they influence people yep that's so, the thing does make sense yep it all tracks so starting this school is a huge deal three in the world Mm -hmm. and what's cool about it is this school was open to men and women because at this time especially in islamic music women were like a huge part even like an asset and preferred most of the time yeah like it was women singing in the courts in baghdad like not men like they were the singers of it they were slave women but still you know, I know, I'm sorry. It's history, to, swallow the ick. Swallow the ick. Um, but we'll, we'll get into the style of music that was developed in the school a little bit later. But another cool thing about his school is you did not have to be, like, an elite person. Yeah. Like, you just had to have an interest in music. He would teach oh, yeah. anybody, like, That's from great. any class. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, people loved him. Like, yeah. you, you can see why. Just an accepting, chill-ass bro. Talented, like, probably hot. He's, like, total daddy energy. He's for sure hot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is no way. Yeah. Um, plus, like, Middle Eastern men, African men, Persian men, any of these three places where he could be from. Like, he's hot. <laughs> yeah, he Listen. is. Woo! Um, oh, the dark hair. Oh, my God. He's hot. Work mm-hmm. me out. So he would teach people his songs at a time where there was no way to record music. Like, there was no writing music down. You know, mm-hmm. there was n- nothing like that. And so the only way to preserve songs was to play them and by teaching other people to play them and yeah. help them be passed down. So I have some juicy tidbits on his process of how he would write these songs. Because, again, it, he cannot write the music down. There's there's nothing for that yet. And so he has, like, this process of how he wrote just these thousands of songs that he wrote. So he would go to sleep at night, just like we all do. Mm-hmm. But where it differs is a djinn would visit him in his sleep. We've talked about a djinn before. Yes, like a genie, right? Like a genie. Mm-hmm. Um, the djinn would visit him and teach him a song in his dreams. And then he would wake up really abruptly in this trance-like intoxicated state and go like running out of his room, probably not running, but you know, Maybe. get up and go. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there. And he could, you know, he's not he's not with it. Like he's really out of it and everything. But mm-hmm. he's got the song. He's got the song in his head, and he calls for his two best female singers. They grab their ouds. He's got his oud. We've got three ouds in the room. And he sits down and starts teaching them this song. He's like, okay, here's the melody. And they're copying it and playing it. He's like, here's the melody. Here's the melody. He's writing poetry, like the words down really quickly. And then he gets up and just like goes back to bed. Wakes up the next morning and remembers just fucking none of this. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He doesn't remember any of it. Ooh, that's freaky. The magic of the gin. Cool. So... From there, he would go in and the singers would be like, hey, last night was one of those nights you got visited by the gym. We've got a song for you. Oh, how fun. I'd be so excited to wake up every morning to be like, did I write music last night? Yeah, I did it with 
did a gym yeah. visit me yeah Ooh, that's fun and so they would sit down and they would play everything for him because mm-hmm. they're fucking talented as hell too and so yep. they've got this all memorized and they've got great voices they're singing everything it's like he's hearing it for the first time it was and oh. so he would make adjustments he'd uh-huh. be like okay i get like the melody but we'll like connect them this way do this mm-hmm. and that he would tweak the words if he needed to they would help him you know they would all kind of work this out together it was mostly him because yeah. he's just he's brilliant, a genius you yeah. know yeah and then they would get it down get it memorized they would go to the palace teach these songs to the other students of music mm-hmm. and they would perform it other people would hear it try to copy it and this just got blasted all throughout europe oh my like gosh this started, how cool yeah and thus begins the evolution of andalusian music mm-hmm. and that was the musical genre that Zeriab all but invented oh from my gosh because he was trained in baghdad brought every style of music with him mm-hmm. picked up all of those things from all of his travels incorporate and it wasn't just music that he would hear he would like see elements or colors or fashion or taste the food in other places and like translate that into music and like oh my gosh he just like down. gathered inspiration from like everything yes and everything everything oh. And once in Islamic Spain, once he got to Cordoba, he he felt at home there. Like, he really took what they were doing with music and, like, added, like, everything that he learned in Baghdad and along the way. Oh, yeah. And it sounded like this. Pause it, Emily, because I'm going to play some for you. Ooh, yay! I love that Uh, so much. It's like super relaxing and therapeutic. There's hours of this on YouTube. And it's supposed to like relieve your stress and like align your chakras and shit. It is like everything combined though. Because it's also like mystical. But it's also very sexy. Like It is super sexy. Yeah, it is like all these things. But it is relaxing at the same time. Like it is all these things combined. Mm -hmm. But it like makes me feel happy but like so at peace. Oh god, yeah, it is. It's like something like ancient in your soul Uh that it hits, you know. Oh, for sure. That is healing music if I ever heard it. Yeah, we will um, oh, we can't do it with multiple photos. On the story that we share for this episode, I'll include some Andalusian music on this. Ooh, yay. Okay, because you've probably heard something similar. It starts off with, like, these awesome vocals. Like, one breath, like, carrying out this 45-second note, like, all over, you know, it's just beautiful. And you can see why female vocals would be beautiful for that. Absolutely. Um, This type of music is still very popular in Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia today. Oh my gosh. Uh, You can, oh god, again, we'll give you a little blippy-poo. If you're somewhere not driving where you're able, like, please type in classical Andalusian music on YouTube and just listen for a second so you can get the vibe. Again, you need to hear it. It's like those vocals, like it comes in with this really long, like, uh, like, uh, and then like, then the oud comes in, you know, Uh and then by the end of it, it's like all playing together. together. Yeah. And you can hear that, like what we think now of like the Spanish guitar, like that's sexy, like, oh God. It is so sexy. I want a fucking rose in my mouth getting like dipped with the top of my head touching the floor oh my gosh yes and then i want to be in a spa yeah yeah that's that is what we we kind of have two different visions i'm getting a happy ending in my spa 
Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, is, yeah. This is how it's like everything at once. Yeah, like it no. is like calming, like a spa, but then it's also sexy, and I want to be dipped. No, with, I know. Yeah, yeah, I with just, with a rose in my mouth. And yeah, it was around so my ankles. Much. Yeah, zir yep, zir yep. Oh my god. So this literally influenced all European music because Spain was the place right now. Like Arabic Spain is like the most powerful place in the world right now. This is what everyone else is trying to copy, what everyone's trying to do. So people are hearing this and it it really does like get carried over into like medieval Europe. You can hear, obviously there's a very heavy Middle Eastern influence there, but you can hear like in the chords and stuff, how this gets like carried over into the lute. Um, He was influencing the influential, really, because he is in the hub right now and he's killing the game in the hub, you know, and everyone's trying to like copy his music, copy Mm. his songs and spread it everywhere. Yeah. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, Maddie, being like a really great musician doesn't mean you're an influencer. Calm down. What is this? What is this title? I would say at this point he is influencing. I wouldn't. Is he an influencer? That's the the question. There's a difference. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. We'll see what camp you land in at the end of this whole thing. Because I'm getting ready to tell you all of the other things that he influenced. Oh, hell yeah. And invented and figured out other than music. Because I don't even know how he had time for all of this. So brace yourself. This is going to like blow your fucking mind. I was so shocked. So, so many fun trivia facts coming at you right now. So at this time... The uh, Arabic-ruled Iberian Peninsula was, like, the place, like, Mm -hmm. you know. But it was still pretty, like, rough and tumble, pretty rugged. Yeah, okay. Because of, like, the seven and 800s of it all. Yeah. So there wasn't really a lot of emphasis put on trendy clothing or, like, looking stylish. People were just trying to fucking make it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Because, again, people were living in relative peace and like taking things like from each other and like you know to build something beautiful and that things like mean that everything was perfect no though. because people suck there's always people absolutely that are gonna suck mm-hmm. and so so there wasn't like a lot of time to really worry about how good your clothes looked or what mm-hmm. you looked like in general he came in and changed all of that just by being him damn self he had these clothes that he liked to wear and people started to pick up his trends one of those trends was he wore different types of clothes according to the season. And people were just like, hell yeah, brother. Like, this is the coolest shit we've ever seen. So certain colors at certain times of the year. And people are noticing this yeah. and just writing it down. And so even now we say like, oh, the color of the season. Oh, you know, for sure. Like, yeah. it, comes, it comes from this. Oh, yeah. So let me tell you. Let me tell you what colors he was wearing Oh, I need to know. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be influenced. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, oh, yeah. We, we are doing this. So the winter clothes are going to be of a darker color. Mm-hmm. Heavier mm-hmm. materials sure. with yep. furs and, you know, things like that. Practical to, like, keep you warm. To keep you warm, yeah. But absolutely. again, like, it's matching the season. Like, the weather's a little darker. Oh, like, for sure. Like, those are mm-hmm. the, like, when you look around outside, the colors you're wearing is, like, reflecting that. Yes. You know? Ooh, I love that. So in fall, people were wearing reds, yellows, Good. oranges. I like, was the hoping. leaves and stuff. I yeah. was going to riot if it weren't the colors. Oh, yeah. The fall colors. Spring, 
the brighter colors Yay. like the blooming flowers yes. again that depends on where where you're from what yeah. color are the flowers where you live those Ooh, are the colors you should be wearing because cute. you should be complementing your environment you should be mm-hmm. adding something to the environment love it in the summer a lot of whites other very light colors and this was the origin of the modern rule no white clothes after labor day <gasps> or early september was what it was back then no way yeah this is where it all started Whoa. yeah that just, is an old rule just as he had lived in his life and people wow. were like it's a rule now we're all doing this He's like you know uh, okay yeah. yeah he probably didn't give a fuck at no. first you know but yeah. then people kind of started coming to him they're like what do i wear can you dress Ooh, me? Like, oh what colors would look the best on me? And he's like, I don't know. I think, like, you'd look good in purples and oranges. They're like, okay, I'm going to wear purples. And, and that's all like, they ever wore forever. Yeah, yeah. He, they, people, that's like, started coming to him for, for this oh, kind of thing. So cool. um, he's also credited for changing looks throughout the day. So how, like, remember when we were teenagers and read, well, okay, depending on how old you are, um, if you were born in the Stone Age, hi. Um, we would read like Cosmo and stuff. Oh, and oh my gosh, they'd be like, yes. oh my God, the daytime look and the evening look. Like that was going to like come up a lot in life. Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue, was baby. My shit. Yeah, Zeriab was yep. like, yeah, no, in the daytime, you're going to wear like a little more, you know, like flattering, blah, blah, blah. But like, we're changing for dinner and at night to yeah. like have all the evening fancy clothes now. Love like, it. That was him. And those people are like, it. should we all be doing that? And he's like, we, I mean, we could all be doing that. They're like, we're all going to do it. I love because that there's no pressure here though with Zeria. He's like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing. doing. And if you like it, you can do it too, my bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for the next thing he invented? Yeah. You can go to Google right now. I invite you again, if you're not driving, do it. Go into Google and type in who invented deodorant. Shut up. Zeriab did. Yeah. He, in, he no literally way. invented under the arm deodorant. He was like very big on like smells. He, I love him so much. Oh, we are all, all so think, thankful for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cause all I can think of is like people in the past, like, damn, they must've stunk. But you know who didn't? No, in fact, like, and he, a man that smells good mm. is a weakness for 99.9% of women. Oh, God, you know, like, it was, like, all, like, musky and clovey and nice. Smelled of sandalwood. Oh, God. Ugh, and, like, burnt mahogany. Oh, my God. Ugh, it was some old spice. Smoky, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Zaria invented Old Spice. I, I am like, it. yeah, I'm going to go out and, and say it mm-hmm. on record. But yeah, he was very all about smells. He wanted people to smell good. He wanted to smell good. And so he created this armpit deodorant water type thing and like as a roll-on sort of thing to put under your armpits. Cause, Love it. Because you're sweaty bits. You yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also encouraged the use of other perfumes as well. Like again, just good. one of people are like, why when I'm around you do things not smell like piss shit and death? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's just like, you know, some extracts of these flowers. I don't know. And people are like, I need that. Yeah. I need to do what you're doing. And he's like, no, you probably should. Yeah. Because like, you know you smell oh. like piss shit and death. Yeah, you smell like piss shit and death. <laughs> and so, yeah, here you go. And here are some Yeah, here is some under armpit water. Mm-hmm. And, like, please go do that. And, like, dab some perfume on your neck and on your wrists and oh. stuff like that. And at first, he was just kind of advising or influencing the people in court where he worked. But gradually, this just, like, spread out to... To everybody. Everybody. Everybody yeah. was doing this. So thanks to the effectiveness of this deodorant, this solution became so popular 
and really started evolving into the deodorant that we all wear oh. today. Again, if you type in who invented deodorant, that's is credited for it. So cool. Yeah. Not only that, but he also spread the habit. He was the one who bathed twice a day. And, you know, once you like get out of, of the bath and everything, wash all the sweat off of you, put some perfume on and you're going to smell good at least for a little bit. Yeah, for and sure. That's, that's the goal. Uh, one thing about Zuria, he just like wants you to smell better. Like he just really, Thank you. I know someone had to have that perspective back in the day. Someone you know? had to do it. Not a lot of people did. He's the guy. Um, next invention you know who invented toothpaste? Are you kidding? <laughs> you can go to Google and type in who invented toothpaste. It's fucking Zeriab. So he, we don't know exactly what was in it, but it worked so well and it tasted good. Like it was very comparable, they're saying, to like two days perfumes from like the records that they do have. Yeah. They don't know exactly what was in it, but it tasted good to people. It smelled good. It kept it cleaned the shit off of your teeth. Like it oh did a good gosh. job. Uh, people have speculated like charcoal, things like that, which I would mean, make sense. We're still use that. We're getting back to that now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he invented Hot fucking toothpaste. Damn, dude. And it, again, fixing people's oral hygiene like that makes a huge difference. Like people oh, yeah. started living longer. And yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. You can die from like, yeah, yeah from not infections chronic and... mouth pain all the yes. time. Like this was huge. Um, he also came in hot with, I, I don't know if invented's the right word, but you know how like through pretty much all of history, like, men and women have different hairstyles. Yeah. Zuriab, that was him. There was a time when everyone just let their hair grow how the fuck ever it was going to grow. Uh-huh. And, you know, to pull it back, don't, I don't know, like, whatever, cover it, fine. But it would just grow, and, like, your hair just grew. Yeah. Well, in comes Zuriab, and he's, like, he's a guy, and he's got his hair short. He, like, shaves his face and, like, grooms it, you know, daily. And, and people are like, smells good. he fucking and smells hot. good. And his talented. teeth are pearly and his mouth tastes good. Ugh, yeah, something it does. fresh Ooh. in there. And men are like, oh, wait, I you cut your hair? What? He's like, yeah, I just kind of thought that, like, you know, maybe people will want to see, like, my eyebrows and, like, get it out of my eyes and, like, just really form it around my face. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like yes why didn't we think of that can you teach me how to shave my face he's like sure um women are like wait 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 what about us and he's like oh like i mean you know women's hair like the length of it is like so valued and everything like mm -hmm. why, why don't you guys like keep it long and you know we can still like cut it like around so you can see and like throw some braids in there make it really cool and um you know like what if we like shaped your eyebrows up a little bit like see these extra hairs along the mm -hmm. side like if we got rid of those like what if what if we did like he was getting rid of unibrows he's shaping eyebrows the reason we shape our eyebrows today Zuriab, it was him he um, invented self-care he did listen, you don't have to do these things no but like self all of these things oh my gosh the peace i feel like lit i love tweezing my eyebrows do you i do oh, i feel I'm, so good about it i'm such a fucking bitch dude i like i hate pain i hate how you can like see the skin lift you know oh, that little bit it. and then yeah. it boinks out and i f 
can hear it snap and I just like have a whole fucking condition. Oh no. <laughs> I cannot. Oh no, so, Maddie. Uh, oh, yeah. I fucking love it. I feel like it's just cleansing to my body and I just like, yeah, it feels like self-care. Zeryab. Yes. He did that for you. I love that. He went out there in the late 700s, early 800s and he did that for you. Emily. I love him for it. Yeah. Um, he also was all about like, oh, because people are like, well, my eyebrows look better. But like, what about these hairs like on my chin? What about these hairs here and there? He's like, if you don't want like certain hair on your body, you can just like remove it. Yeah. People are like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Like if you don't want it might hair be a right there, bit just hard like. Considering what year it is. But like you yeah, can like, do it. It's like a like, really fucking sharp rock. Yeah. And, like, go for it, <laughs> you know? and people were like, holy shit. Uh, yep. He was influencing cosmetics in general um he was using salt and aromatic 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 oils i was typing really fast and i wrote aromatic like (laughs) nope aromatic oils to clean clothes Mm. and improve like hair quality like putting like different oils and stuff in Mm -hmm. your hair to keep it nice Mm. and clean and keep bugs out of it and stuff but that's not all that's not all he fucking influenced. Are you ready for this? I don't know. No, I know. I know. Oh, God. What would the world today be without him? <laughs> and also, was he a time traveler? Right? Was he? Can he come, like, travel here right now? Right? I'm just saying. Hello? Um, yes. We won't tell anyone, Zira. You yeah. can show up right now. It's fine. Do you like me? I <laughs> do. I just want to see, I want you to smile at me. I want to see your clean ass teeth. I want to smell them. Ooh, that's weird. No, no, it's not. You get in there and smell his teeth. Wow, time travel exists. Can I smell you? (laughs) Yeah, can I just like smell your teeth? Yeah, I just really need to get my nose in there. And then your neck and then your pits. Yeah. I need to know what's what's going on here. What's those armpits look like? What's going on in there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I need all the details at this moment and all the smells. Not the bad ones, the good ones. But it's Syria. They're all good. They're all good. Mm-hmm. So we are, the, again, the range is so wide. Um, he also influenced how people at the time and us today eat our food. It, his, his talents know no bounds. So at this time, piling food all together on plates like that's just what you're doing you know like you're okay. taking everything like throwing it in there it's all going to the same place you know yep. mm-hmm. um everything is prepared at the same time you bring it out throw it out there and you just go for it but in comes our mans mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah so like here's how i like to eat my food just personally um first of all i like a clean cloth to go over my table tablecloth he invented a tablecloth there you go damn he's like i don't want all of my food to come out at the same time because i want to enjoy everything separately and so what if we broke this eating time up into three different courses so maybe like the first course we can bring out like a soup type of thing and then the second course can be like our our main thing like the meats like the whatever like the big thing's gonna be and then at the end we'll do pudding nuts or fruit or like something light and sweet like that yeah he and he invented the three course meal and everyone's like yeah this is brilliant this is what we should all be doing and it just spread throughout the whole world everyone's like yeah why are we not doing courses yeah yeah um, he also revolutionized a lot of other aspects in dining. Um, you know who the first person to realize that asparagus was edible was? Zuriad. 
He like looked at what? asparagus growing out of the ground, which also did you know that asparagus just grows out of the ground? I've seen pictures. Yeah, looking like a whole ass asparagus. It's very odd. I don't know what I thought, but it's just like asparagus yeah. just poking just out of the ground. Just sticking out of the ground. It really is like disconcerting. It is. It's like it. It, it's really like god, what's that like phenomenon when like you see like things underwater that like aren't supposed to be underwater or something yeah. like something that's too like it really is. It's just off-putting. Yeah, it's just sticking up. I don't know. And you what just I like pull it right out. I don't either. Did, Did I, I like it to be like dangling from a tree, like a hanging candle? <laughs> like, what I expect? Like, Did I think like a bunches? pod situation? Was I thinking like like a pea pod? I don't know what yeah. I was thinking. I don't know. I was not expecting a whole ass bundle of asparagus no, yeah. to pop out of the ground. Naziriev was walking along one day. Also, the fact that like. Again, this is going to sound so dumb because, you know, food grows out of the ground. But, like, how asparagus just, like, fucking grows out of the ground, like, just at, just as Done. is. Yep. And he can walk by and be like, mm, I'm going to... Maybe we should try that. I'm going to steam this. I'm going to warm this up a little you bit. You should drizzle olive oil and salt and pepper. Yeah. Stick those puppies in an oven. Um, with some aluminum foil. Yeah. Roast it. So uh, good. I don't care for asparagus oh, unless it's dipped in mayonnaise because any vessel for me to get mayonnaise into my mouth is something that I am all about. So there's your gross Maddie fact of the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a talk about this later. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like artichoke. Is... I do love artichoke, but oh, like it's mostly artichoke. just like a vessel for the mayonnaise to get into my mouth. Are we talking, like, straight, just, like, regular mayonnaise? Yeah, like, best foods or whatever it's called. Okay. Yeah, like, with the blue lid and, like, the blue and yellow, yeah. And you I just feel... put a spoon in there and plop it down. A spoon? And... Oh, God, yeah. I take, like, a couple spoons full of mayonnaise and, like, put that in a bowl, and I'm dipping asparagus. I'm dipping artichokes. I feel like I don't know you. <laughs> I did not know this about you at all. In fact, in fact, if anyone had told me, like, had said, like, hey, Emily, you don't know the way that your best friend feels about mayonnaise, but take a, your best guess. Like, yeah. how she, I would have said you hate it. Wow. I love mayonnaise. I, I go to Subway and I say extra mayonnaise on my shit mm-hmm. and extra honey mustard. I say extra mayonnaise in an obscene amount of honey mustard and I let them. Okay, I do. No, I do appreciate that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love lots of mayonnaise on my sandwiches. Like, <sighs> you don't want some dry ass sandwich. No! Absolutely Mike not. Mike does. My husband does. He no. hates condiments. He especially hates mayonnaise. Like, this is not something he loves about me. But I just, ugh. Dipping things in mayonnaise is not something that I have even thought about before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do think the idea of it might haunt me a little bit. Okay. But I will not knock it until I try it. Yeah. I'll I'll try it. What do you you do? You just dip your artichoke in butter? I don't eat artichoke like that. Oh, (laughs) I don't the just, ladies, like, do you, you like, don't, just, like, like, buy an artichoke and, like, eat it? Yeah. I don't do I that. I fucking love artichoke. Yeah, you, like, boil it. It takes a long time. But then you pull the leafies off, dip them in mayonnaise, <laughs> and scrape it off your teeth like a fucking animal. And then you throw the rest of the leaf in a bowl. But you get that hot, hot, warm mayonnaise all over every taste. You're not even just eat the mayonnaise off a hot spoon. Why are you No, because you have artichoke. that little tooth scrape. 
of artichokes. <laughs> that little top teeth, it leaves like the little trail. Like okay. you scrape it off. Yeah. And that little accent to the mayonnaise. Is, that's all it takes. It's divine. It's and then beautiful. you and then you get down to the heart, and then you cut that thing open, and then that's, you just like go ham in the that's, Oh yeah, that's where the best part is. I yeah. am like a I could live off of spinach artichoke dip. <sighs> to be honest, yeah. like I love spinach artichoke oh, dip. God. Oh, no, if I it has too. like a hot melted cheese, like a layer mm-hmm. of hot melted mm-hmm. cheese on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I have not considered mayonnaise to be a a dippy. Yeah. For anything. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I really enjoy. I really enjoy mayonnaise. I'm gonna try it. I need to know now. I need to know what it tastes like. My condiment of choice. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometime we'll boil up an artichoke, and I'll show you the technique. Uh And (laughs) you know, I have to try it. I have to know now. After that, we'll record it. Yeah. Like put it on Patreon or something. We should go live and make an artichoke and have all of you watch me. Like, (laughs) yeah. I also have to try the asparagus in the mayonnaise. Yeah, because I don't like asparagus. But then my papa was like, "I like it dipped in mayonnaise." I was like, "Wait, wait, wait." Okay, I could do that dipped in mayonnaise because all you really taste is the mayonnaise, and then it's just like a <laughs> that's little all crunch. you care about. And then when you get to the fluffy part of the asparagus, the yeah. mayonnaise like gets in between like the little knobs mm-hmm. at the top, you know. And so it's like when you bite into it, like gushes out and like. So <sighs> this is just sounding worse to me. Okay, but I'm going to try it, and I'm going to keep an open mind. Yeah. Do you like pickles? No, um. I like sweet pickles. Oh, right. We're the opposite here. I hate yeah. sweet pickles and I like regular pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love pickled asparagus. Oh, yeah. So See, good. so does my he loves a pickle than anything. Yeah, there's a pickle guy at the Renaissance Fair. And yeah, the pickle guy. He's the sweetest and he, really he sells me asparagus, pickled asparagus. That's now going to be like an annual thing because my dad loves a pickled asparagus. But anyways, oh my gosh, asparagus. I would not have pickled asparagus if it were not for him. Yeah, for Zirib. For Zirib. was like, yeah, let's eat an asparagus. Out of boy. Um, he also got rid of those clunky, pesky old metal goblets that people have been using to drink out since okay, well, before the Islamic times, I know, which kind of... Uh, don't love this part, but I know. sure. I uh, he it. replaced it with the lighter, more attractive, which to each their own, that's yep. what everything was saying, crystal and glass cups. Um, I don't agree, but I understand how at the time it would have felt that way. Yeah, like, and you know, like, Crystal was very pretty, and people were probably like, wow, like, this is, you know, yeah, drinking you can, liquid like, out of I this. can, like, see if there's a bug in my drink without, mm-hmm. like, having to try it. It's cool. Yeah, like, you can, like, maybe see some poison in maybe. there. Maybe. See through it or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, But... Again, anyways, it was not just music stuff. It was all of this other random stuff, too. And we don't... I couldn't find much on the end of his life other than he left this earth and just went on to much better, much better things. Mm -hmm. On January 27th of 857. So he was either 67 or 68. Okay. It's like a long life. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, Again, I couldn't find much on how, so I hope it was just a peaceful. Natural causes. Peaceful passing. Very musical and beautiful. It wasn't from gingivitis. No, it sure wasn't. Mm. Um, Hopefully not from syphilis. He deserves better. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I hope that he just, you know, just I he I hope that he just told death like you know what no okay now's a good time you know for me. I've done a lot in my life I think I'm good yeah like you you can come now I was busting it all out yeah yeah now's the time now works for me mm-hmm. 
In his life, he is said to have memorized the lyrics and melodies of around 10,000 songs. Holy. Um, he composed just an immeasurable, we could never count the amount of songs uh, that he made during his lifetime. He did have many children. Did he? You know, yeah, he, uh, hello, he's getting it everywhere. Like, yes. women are like, hey. I'll have one. You please give me that, that thing right there. I will. Yeah, I want. I, me, cannot have more children, but I will for It's him. worth a shot. It'll happen. It's worth a shot. Yeah, let's try. These children kept their father's music alive in his school going. Like, they really took on his legacy, uh, as well as the female singers that he trained. Uh, they were really great at passing down music to everyone um, that they taught and yeah. kept it going. And he's not known today, but he should just really be recognized as oh a music icon. Gosh, like yeah. for sure. Like this guy is. If you play the guitar, you should know who this guy is. Absolutely. He he made your passion. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go and like point it out about every guitar. In yep. my home, yep. to my children, yep. to their father. Zeria, yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, look, you know where that came from? Zeria Ben is Ood. Yeah. And Who his. knew that an electric guitar yeah. could be the great, 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 great grandchild yeah. of just a little Ood of an Ood? That's real cute. Yeah, it is. And that's Zeria. That's, that's I what I loved that. No, I love. So much. I love. He's cool. He's so cool. You know who he'd get along with? Uh, d- me? You? Yes. Everyone? Because everyone loved him? Also, Jane Digby. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. They would have the best sex ever. Ugh, and she could have had his um, baby and abandoned it immediately, but she could she could have had one. She would and... have definitely done that. But she would have had it, and it would have been a beautiful, cool-ass kid. Oh, yeah. Who Very had a lot of problems from its abandoning, mother ab- yeah. abandoning but, them, but you know that could really inspire the music. Oh yeah, a lot out. of like really deep and yeah. sad, mournful music. Like oh, Moonlight Sonata, fucking gets me, dude. Like any time, like mm-hmm. it's used on like a lot of reels now. Like any time, like Moonlight Sonata comes on, I'm like, I was it Beethoven? No. I don't remember who it was. I feel Sorry, like I can't people. think of it off the top of my head. Like, oh god, no! You absolutely know it. It's like it's the one on all oh, of I'm... the all of the TikToks and reels where it's like when you just got your heart broken in the 1600s, and then Mozart, Beethoven, like drops this banger. Oh yeah, and it's oh. yeah. Sorry, this is an ad. Okay, it's not our ad. It's not our ad. Drink. Don't listen to it. Grimfell Mead. Drink it though. Spill the mead tin at checkout. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I that. Yeah. Know it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> one. Like, I can be having the best day of my life and that song comes on and I am sobbing. Like, oh, God. That one does. Um, uh, you know what my favorite is? Claire de Lune. Claire de Lune. I love Claire de Lune. I don't think I've heard Claire de Lune. <gasps> okay, we'll listen to it after this. But okay. first, we're going to do a fresh cup. Yeah, okay. Bye. So, okay, bye. All right. Today I fucked up. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Okay. Happened yesterday, and I still feel like I want to die. Oh, By the way, I'm 19 female, and he's 21 male. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> It started when a teaching assistant, it all started when a teaching assistant for one of my classes got sick and they got someone else to fill in for a lecture. 
The guy they got to fill in was a fumbling mess, but damn it, he was also so cute. Nice. I love a cute fumbling mess. Yeah. Um, I did some light stalking afterward and found out he has a blog. Okay. And it was one of the most wholesome and funny things I had read in a while. Aww. He's a total nerd that's very attractive, and I'm so into that. One time I was studying in the library and saw that he took a seat near mine, so I struck up a conversation with him, and it went so great. We talked for hours, and Girl. I got no work done. This is so cute. I know. I love. Yeah, where is this going to go? I don't know. <laughs> How'd she fuck it up? Yeah. Anyway, I work in a research lab on campus part-time. This past week, my PI was still out on vacation, but my my mentor had full access to the lab, so I was free to do my experiments unbothered. One of my close friends also works in the same lab as me, so we've been having a blast just hanging out, hanging in a basically empty lab. Nice. It was about 4 p.m. yesterday when we decided to go out into the hallway just to chill for a bit and eat some snacks. One of the doors to another lab that we were standing close to was open, but we didn't think too much about it since the entire floor was really deserted. Basically, everyone was still on holiday. We were talking about this guy she's seeing when she asked me if anything had happened between me and the awkward dude who guest lectured. I told her about what happened in the library and she started drilling me about his facial expressions and how close he was sitting to analyze to me. Why would you not look at the door? Oh no. Oh my gosh. We were saying things like, I feel like at least one time his eyes dropped down to my lips. Or did he stare at you for longer than 5.7 seconds? What did his teeth smell like? (laughs) <laughs> that's us. important um or did oh wait because if it was he sure for sure wants to fuck you it was all for shits and giggles yeah this is absolutely the way that yeah women talk all the oh time. i love this yeah. yeah then me being the crass unfiltered person i am went and said i would even let him fuck me in the ass if he wanted to nice and we both burst out into laughter disclaimer i was kidding then out of nowhere, I heard she wasn't kidding. No, then, no, she wasn't. She she would. Let she him, said yeah. it. She yeah. would. She would welcome him into that to that orifice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Butt cheeks open, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Then out of nowhere, I hear footsteps coming out of the open door next to me, and both me and my friend whip around to look. Lo and behold, to my terror, the guy I like walks out of the door, gives us a barely concealed shocked look, and says hey, you guys might just want to keep it down a little bit. Then he winks at me. Oh, okay. No, never mind. Things He's turned so- around. Things turned around. Yeah, he wants that- to fuck you in the ass. Oh, he wants to fuck you in the ass yeah. so bad. And also, yeah, that comment in of itself made me like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, well, you guys might want like- to keep it down. But like, then winking at you. Maybe he didn't hear specifics. He did. He winked. But he that's nice, did, though. but I wonder if he like came out and like had the shocked face and like said that to, like to be nice, like "Hey guys, like everyone can hear what you're saying." Yeah, but like the shocked face was like, "Oh shit, it was that girl. It's you. <gasps> she was talking about me." Yeah, and, like, he didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cute. cute, cute. He wants to fuck her in the ass. Yeah, she would let him. <laughs> also, she, she said she was joking, but she wasn't. True love. I know this girl. This is true love. True love is letting him fuck you in the ass. <laughs> you heard that on that school to me. Right goes. He goes back inside, but leaves the door open. I gave my friend the most mortified look, and she mouths. Holy shit, that's him. And I was like, no shit, friend. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Duh. And I straight up bolt down the hallway and flee down the stairs with my friend chasing behind me until I reach the outside of the building where I promptly collapse onto a oh bench. Oh, God. Oh, God. She, like, ran and, like, fainted onto a fucking bench. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, she, like, 
Cinderella that shit. Yeah. My friend comforted me amidst my many fits of laughter. Amidst many fits of laughter while I died slowly due to the sheer embarrassment I brought onto myself. She also searched up the name of the lab that is literally three down from ours. And sure enough, he's listed under our team. This guy does not have a LinkedIn or Facebook status saying he works there. I've never seen him in the hallways ever. Do I think he heard everything I said? Yes. Yeah, nice. Does his lack of any reaction worry me? Very much so. Do I want to dig a hole and bury myself in? A hundred percent. I would say that he reacted. Absolutely. Like, yeah, he came out of there. Let me tell you how hard I would have not gone out there and just let them keep talking about me. I've just been like, well, there's no way I can go out there. So I'm just going to sit next to the door. For two reasons. One, I want to hear everything and I'm a nosy ass bitch. Yeah. Two, because I didn't, I wouldn't want to embarrass them. No, I could and so not Because she would have her. just continued on her life having no idea having that no he idea. heard. Yeah. And then he would have just been like, oh, great. I can just straight up ask her out and she's going to say yes. Yeah. Awesome. And like, or if you didn't want to, he doesn't have to. No, he but doesn't like, have now to. And now he knows. Yeah. That she's into it. If he's into it and he's probably mm-hmm. getting in that ass. I just, I have a feeling he didn't know that it was being said about him until he walked out and was like, I, I love sat next that. at the library. Oh shit, that I was love about me. That. Yeah, and he's very awkward. I feel like he probably doesn't assume that like girls are hitting on him like that. It's cute. Yeah, no, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. There's an update. Yeah? Yeah. Are they married? Two months later. Oh my god. Two months ago I messed up. I was infatuated with this super cute guy who came in and guest lectured for one of my classes. I ended up realizing, not in a way that I wanted to at all, that he actually works three labs down from the lab I work at. Basically, most of the floor was on holiday. My friend and I. Yeah, we were here. Yeah, yeah. we were here for this. Um, We know. It's it's right up there. We could scroll up and read it. Yep. I didn't come back to the lab until winter break was over, hoping that the large influx of people would somehow prevent me from ever seeing him again. No, let him fuck you in the ass. That didn't happen. On my first day back, I was in the break room making some toast when he walks in. Oh, fuck. I'd probably thought, knowing that that a confrontation was probably inevitable and that I ought to apologize for my crass comment. No. But instead, no! No. No. You're just honest and he liked it. Oh. He winked at he you. He winked at you, Come baby. on. Um, but instead, I frantically looked away and focused on putting peanut butter on my toast because if I do that, he can't see me, right? That That's didn't happen typically again. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> instead, he came up right next to me, smiled and said, hey... OP's name. How was your break? Ooh, he wants yeah. a fucking windy I looked up awkwardly and told him it was fine. Mainly just stayed on campus and worked at the lab. He knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> he told me that he basically did the same, but went to see his family for a couple days. He didn't bring up what happened either. Thank God. Why would he? No, he's a he's a sweetie. Yeah. We love him. Um, he's a rim fair guy. You oh, know he is. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. a nerd and he's cute. Yeah. And he like dresses like some ranger character. Oh, like, yeah. He that guy. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Then he said something along the lines of, is that all you're having for lunch? And I was like, um, yeah, I was in a rush and I forgot to pack something. Then he said, oh, oh I was going to go grab something to eat. Oh, my God. At a sandwich place near us. Do you want to come with? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It oh, starts. my gosh. I have, like, butterflies in my stomach I know. for her. It's he so exciting. Go get a sandwich. Like, yeah. step two. Cute. It's getting fucked in the ass. It starts with a sandwich. <laughs> it all starts with a sandwich. Ends with him entering Uranus. <laughs> Ur- yeah. Uranus. Yeah. Not the planet. No. <laughs> I was like, 
what the fuck? That smooth fucker. Mm-hmm. I tried not reading into it. I thought I was going to say motherfucker, so I fucked up there. I tried not reading into it, and I brushed it off as him being nice. Oh, my God. Come on. So I said, sure. Okay. And we went. Well, we ended up having a great lunch. Inevitably, mm-hmm. as we were on our way back, he finally made a crack and was like, so tell me, after our lunch today, how many seconds do you think I spent staring at you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I literally just looked at him blankly with my jaw dropped open before he chuckled out. It has to be longer than six seconds at a time, right? That has to mean I like you. Oh, okay. Cute. I love this. Cute. By the way, what he said was a reference to what my friend and I, yeah, we, we heard. Yeah, I know. This is the update, <laughs> we, we were here, yeah. Yeah. Even with my shock, I managed to laugh and make a wise crack back at him. Well, tomorrow is our one month anniversary! Uh, He's going to fuck her in the soul. (laughs) Like, not just the ass, but just right in the soul. Not in a bad way. Not like fuck up her soul. No, just like tenderly fuck her soul. (laughs) He's not going to make love love to her soul, though. I also hate the fucking phrase. I know. Make love I know you do. so much. Emily's an Aries. <laughs> She's not making love. love. She fucking. We fucking. <laughs> um, we have not done the butt stuff. Okay. Well, that's all right. It's only been a month. <laughs> he told me after a couple weeks that although he appreciated my comment, <laughs> he was not into putting his dick in buttholes. Okay. Well, there you go. He <laughs> doesn't go. need to be. She, no. she was just like, hey, I would let you do it. I would let you. Yeah. Not, not her preferred thing, but no. she would let that man. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't even prefer it, so they're perfect for each other. Match made in heaven. Looks like, oh. Oh? Looks like I will be retaining my butt virginity. Okay. She's never done it in the okay. Right, okay. I can get it. Keep it intact. Yeah. And I managed to get a super cute, intelligent, and kind boyfriend <laughs> out of the whole ordeal. <laughs> the end. Love this exists. was such a fluffy episode, and I loved one. it so much. Yeah, like nothing bad happened other than nothing. like leave or face my wrath and then he left and it was fine yeah and it was fine or like oh no he heard me say that but then it, again it was fine everything yeah. worked out yeah. and maddie and i are going on vacation this week <sighs> and this was like the way the to one, start the man. week because this is going to be a fantastic week yeah and we're manifesting and we're lucky girls who lucky good girls. things happen to us all the time all the time we're so and lucky and things work out for us yeah everything works out for us and this was a beautiful fluffy episode and i loved it so much yeah and we love you and we love you and we love mead bye, bye.